Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, Thunder fans? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. All right, welcome in to the recap episode uh, for Topic Thunder. Uh, we're recapping the the Milwaukee Bucks game that just happened, where the Thunder won one nineteen to one fifteen in an overtime thriller. Um, I'm here joined in by my boy Dylan. What's up, Dylan? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Coming off a Thunder victory, it's been a great night, and I'm ready to talk some Thunder. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so. We got to see, you know, as far as looking at this game just as a whole, um, the first half was more the starters. So we saw Paul George. We saw uh, we got Schroeder. We got, you know, Adams out there. Um, and then the second half became a lot more of the reserves and the G League young guys that, you know, they showed out a little bit. They really did show what, what they have, you know, kind of in store within them, uh, maybe for the blue or maybe even for, development on the thunder um i thought it was a great game by homie i thought it was a great game by burton uh what'd you think oh yeah for sure i mean obviously you know homie showed out i mean he was second on the team with 19 points mm-hmm. um and you know deontay burton really came on there in overtime uh he ended up with 16 hit like three threes back to back in overtime uh and honestly i was really impressed with the play of uh abdul gaddy you know he had four points five assists and he showed some ball handling i did not know that man had so it, it was a fun game overall yeah he's uh he, like I, I said in a tweet before i think it was a couple games ago where they put him in there uh in the fourth quarter and you know it seems to me like of all the guys that were that were kind of training camp invitees he's the one that has i don't know i guess impressed to the point where He's gotten playing time because as far as ball handlers, they have ball handlers. They have, you know, they have Dennis Schroeder. They have uh, Felton. They have Paul George out there. You know, they have ball handlers that can handle the ball. So to give a guy that is likely not going to be on the roster minutes, you know, in fourth quarters and things like that, it was kind of impressive and it kind of, you know, made me question what they're going to do with this guy, whether he's going to be a, a blue guy that they develop or whether he's just a blue guy that they have for roster spot on the blue. Yeah, and, I mean, if you look at the blue, you know, that I guess that quote-unquote starting point guard spot's kind of vacant because Daniel Hamilton's at the Hawks now. So maybe Gaddy is that blue point guard. Well, maybe he is. Maybe he is. So let's go ahead and and recap the game by quarter. Um, So looking at the first quarter, the first quarter reminded me a lot of the the first quarter against Atlanta where we kind of got started off a little bit slow and – Milwaukee got started off quickly. So, they, you know, there were points where Milwaukee was up by like five points um, in the quarter. But the one person that kept us in that in the game, with, you know, during the quarter is Paul George. Paul George was going crazy. 
He had, what, 19 points in the first quarter? 19 points in the first quarter, man, and he looked as smooth as I ever saw him. I mean, he was hitting step-back threes, fadeaway threes, spot-up threes. I'm sorry, not threes on all those, just shots. He hit spot-up threes, step-back jumpers, fadeaway jumpers. He was finishing in traffic. He was hitting his free throws. It was... Vintage Paul George, that man's ready for the regular season. He is. I mean, he was he was the Thunder's offense in the first quarter. You know, nobody. You know, Dennis Schroeder was struggling. Um, Adams is kind of not necessarily struggling, but he wasn't finding his niche in there. Um, Schroeder only had one assist, so that kind of tells you as far as the uh, the two man game between Adams and Schroeder. It wasn't really there today. Um, so Paul George was the one that kept the ship afloat and actually guided us into the second quarter. He played all 12 minutes of the first quarter, which surprised the heck out of me because I was like, you know, take him out the game. You know, Milwaukee, they took all their starters out the game before the game even started. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was a little bit worried about that. But, you know, I guess he's getting revved up for um, for the regular season, number one. And I think pretty much they knew that heading into this game, second half, they wouldn't be playing. I think it was just a, a first half type thing, and then second half they wouldn't be playing. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, if you look at the regular season last year, Paul George customarily played all of the first quarter. Yeah. So this this could be Paul George trying to catch rhythm, you know, playing that 12 minutes straight, getting into the regular season. Uh, the thing that was shocking to me was the fact that they came back out there in the second quarter. I was like, all right, you guys had your fun in the first quarter. <laughs> You guys are all healthy. Just take a seat, call it a night. But, no, they came back out to the scorer's table, and I was scratching my head a little bit. Yeah, that was, that was, that's Billy being Billy, I guess. Um, so, end of the first quarter, uh, Milwaukee's up 30-27. to 27. Uh, Again, like I said, they got they got started off early. They got they started off kind of hot. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon was hitting threes. He hit about two or three threes in the first quarter. Um, who's the big man? Uh, Henson. Hanson had a couple, you know, had a couple uh, dives to the basket that he got dunks on. Christian Wood was doing okay, uh, so they they got start, you know, they got um, a quick start, and the Thunder kind of. Tyler Zeller can apparently hit. Threes there we now. go. Yeah, Tyler Zeller was the one that was that was hitting threes. Um, so then we hope we move on to the second quarter. Now the second quarter was a lot like the second quarter in the Atlanta game, where um, the Thunder threw their starters especially Paul George, especially um, Schroeder forcing the issue, um, went ahead and took control of the game, basically. Uh, so by the end of that quarter, um, they, they had outscored Milwaukee by 10 and were up by 7 heading into, ha- into halftime. Um, anything about the second quarter that kind of stood out to you? Uh, man, uh, really, you know, Dennis struggled, really. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's safe to say. He struggled in the uh, entire time he played. Um, but the second quarter was when he kind of started to find his rhythm. Uh, in the first quarter, he got stripped a lot. Um, but in the second quarter, I think, is actually where he, he made his three-pointer and he made a floater. Those were the two shots that he made. And I actually think that's where his one assist happened, too, with yeah. the pick-and-roll, no-look bounce pass to Adam. So um, I think if the game would have kept going on if this would have been you know the first second or even third preseason game mm. then Schroeder could have had a, ni- a nicer game but um you know he just started catching his rhythm a little too 
Well, too little, too late. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's kind of like um, in the Atlanta game. Um, Paul George got his rhythm in the second half. He because he was horrible in the first half. Uh, and so this Absolutely. probably, yeah, this probably would have been a game where maybe Schroeder would have, you know, gotten his rhythm and gotten into form in the second half a lot more and looked a lot better in the second half. But because it's the final preseason game, because you know the Thunder already know what they have, um, you know they didn't play in the second half. So move on to the second half. Um, of course, the main guys aren't there anymore. Adam sitting down, Paul George sitting down, Schroeder sitting down. Um, so we have. You know, Felton out there, we have Patterson, we have Noel, we have Grant. Um, and so in the third quarter, they kind of, you know, it was 24 to 24 in the third quarter, but they, they kind of established themselves in the third quarter as far as maintaining that lead, as far as seeing how this team works whenever the big guns aren't in there. Um, and so we saw a lot more Hami, we saw a lot more uh, Noel out there. Um, and I thought they did good. I thought they did good as a reserve unit going against basically somebody else's reserve unit. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Hami, I mean, obviously this is his best game as a member of the Thunder. I mean, he shot 50%. I think in that third quarter, I believe he hit, I know he hit at least one three. He might have hit two in that third mm-hmm. quarter. Made a couple jump shots. And, man, his, just, his activity on both ends of the floor, but specifically the offensive end, how he's able to crash the board and have a nose for the ball and be able to put it back up quickly. It, it's just super impressive to me, and it was on full display. Yeah, it's, it's it's weird that as far as, like, offensive rebounds, like, that guy, is, he's a wizard at offensive rebounds. Like he literally had five offensive rebounds and zero defensive rebounds in this game. Like, the yeah. ball just falls in his lap. Like, he has a magnet, and the ball has a magnet, and it just finds, you know, they find each other. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he, he did, he hit a couple shots. That's, that's the, that's always been the knock on him. And that was basically what brought him down to the second round was the fact that his shot is not, you know, he doesn't have a consistent shot at the moment. He doesn't have a consistent jumper at the moment. Um, and so it looks good. I mean, he shot eight of 16 in this game. He had 19 points, you know, for somebody that's a second rounder for somebody that, you know, a whole bunch of teams skipped out on that's, that's pretty good. That shows that you're working during the offseason. That shows that you're not scared of the moment. Um, I, you know, I see big things for this guy. Yeah, and the the only knock I have on Hami is uh, whenever he shoots that jumper and he lands with his legs, like, scissored out, uh-huh. the thing that Dennis Schroeder does, it works for Schroeder. doesn't work for Hami. <laughs> He's 0 for 2 when he does it. Stop doing it. <laughs> the, the one where you're trying to, uh, you're trying to draw the foul? I don't even think he was trying to draw a foul. I just, I think, I'm pretty sure he was wide open. I know he was oh, the yeah. first time he did it. The first game he did it, he was wide open on transition. And this one, he came off of it. Oh, okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, stop. It, it doesn't look good, and it doesn't work. <laughs> just stop. So after after three quarters, the, the Thunder were still up by seven. Um, and then, so we move on to the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, um, especially second half of the fourth quarter, they they took out Felton, they took out... Um, Patterson Grant um, and basically you just had Noel out there Hami out there and then basically the G-Leaguers so you had Ab- Abdul Gadi you had um, who else KJ McDaniels out there you had uh, Deontay Burton and you know of course those guys the young guys you know they're playing against the likes of a Tim Frazier they're playing against the likes of you know other NBA talent type players 
Um, and so Milwaukee, you know, they they fought their way back. They hit it. They hit a shot at the end, a three pointer at the end that tied the score. It was Tim Frazier, and you know, tied the score and took it to overtime. And so at overtime, I'm thinking, okay, here we go. And and the, the good thing about the fourth quarter was that the Thunder got down a little bit. They got down by three points. And, you know, in that final minute, final minute and a half, they battled back with, you know, the other Milwaukee reserves. And it was a good, you know, it was a good, it was a good thing to see the young guys um, battling um, on this stage. Like you see it, you see it in, you see it in summer league, you see it in the G League, but to battle in preseason, to battle like this in the final game of the preseason at home, um, I just thought it was impressive as far as the moxie of these young guys that the Thunder have. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it, it was good to see them not fold. Um, you know, we talked about Burton hitting those clutch shots, but before one of those clutch shots, KJ McDaniels made a clutch block. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it might have even been on Frazier. Um, obviously, McDaniels doesn't necessarily have a future with the main roster, but uh, it was encouraging, you know, as you said, to see those guys step up. Um yeah. Also, can we just talk about how big of a jerk Tim Frazier is for making those threes to send us into overtime and <laughs> almost send us into double overtime? Like, my gosh. So, so okay, so I, I have a little backstory with Tim Frazier. So um, when Tim Frazier was a rookie, I think he was either a rookie or a second-year player. Like, basically, he was a nobody in, in, within the league. Uh, we were playing Portland, and we were blowing Portland, Portland out. And this is one of those games, I think it's one of those games, like in the middle of January, February, where if it's a blowout, if you stay there the whole game, eventually in the fourth quarter, basically the entire gym is empty. You know, the entire arena is empty. It's one of those days. Um, so we were blowing out Portland, and, you know, they put in their reserves. They put in the end of the bench guys, and Tim Frazier was one of the end of the bench guys. And so myself and Anthony, it was one of those games where we were just bored. So we decided to pick one guy from Portland to just yell out his name and cheer for him throughout the fourth quarter. And that guy happened to be Tim Frazier. So we have like, like we have this weird little, you know, thing with Tim, Tim Frazier where whenever he does something good, we're like, that's our dude right there. That's our guy. Cause that game, like we were just yelling out Tim Frazier, Tim Frazier. And he actually looked up, I think one time and kind of laughed. Um, but yeah, that's the that's Tim our Frazier fan club. There you man. go, man. We're gonna, we're gonna start a, a website. We're gonna start. We're gonna send out <laughs> T-shirts. Um, but yeah, just you know that guy. He hit the three. They kind of took it to overtime, and in overtime, it became the Deontay Burton show. I was impressed by that. Like this is a guy that you know is our two-way player. Um, he's not necessarily known for his three-point shooting. You know, it's probably one of the knocks on him. And he comes out there, you know, ice in his veins. And hits two dagger three pointers that number one, the first one I think, tied the score when we were down by three. And then the second one put us up by three. And basically the Thunder didn't look back from there. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, yeah, like we said, you know, it's awesome that he was able to hit those shots and he wasn't able to bat down. But I, I think it needs to be put in perspective for a lot of Thunder fans. This uh-huh. guy is a two way contract player. Yes, we have an open roster spot, but, you know, let him play out his two-way. <laughs> let him develop on the blue, and let's save that roster spot for buyout season when we can add somebody who can actually help us. I'm not saying Burton can't help us, but, you know, 
You're a he's dream a young guy. You're a dream killer, Dylan. You're a dream killer. <laughs> hey, he's fun. All right, I'll give you that. He's fun. <laughs> he's entertaining, and he showed out tonight. But I feel like there's a there's a big contingency of a Deontay Burton fan club. Don't 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 let Andrew Schleck hear you. <laughs> he he's the president. Oh, he, he's the president of that fan club. He even came out and said yesterday, he's like, you know, we need to pump the brakes on this. I know <laughs> I kind of started this, but he's going to play for the blue. I tell you what, it, it, it's fun It's fun to see the guy that is high energy, um, is willing to basically do anything. Like one of the questions I asked him at, uh, at media day was, hey, you know, what position do you see yourself as? Are you a wing? Are you a, a stretch? You know, are you a 3-4? Are you a, a stretch 4? Yeah. And he basically said, look, I'm whatever the coach wants me to be to be out there on the floor. Like, the guy is hungry to be out there and to, you know, hopefully in the future get himself an NBA contract. Um, so it's fun to see, you know, whenever you see a team that's as established as the Thunder, you know, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Stephen Adams, um, it's, it's fun to see the guys that are, that are putting everything into it just to get a roster spot, just to get – you know, that contract. Like Hami. Hami's that guy. Hami's that guy right now that he wants to show and prove. You know, he wants to prove to the other 29 teams that, dang, you know, dang it, you should have you, you should have taken me. You know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and prove that you were wrong for not taking me. You know, kind of like, you know, Randy Moss effect type thing. Um, so it's fun to see that. It is fun to see that come October 16th, that won't matter anymore. You know, those young yeah. guys, <laughs> those young guys, it won't matter anymore. Like, you'll be in the, D, in the G League. You'll come in in blowouts. Maybe you'll come in a game here or there to provide energy for a, you know, for a team that, you know, whenever we don't have a lot of energy. But it's that part of it is over. Um, I, I, have to, I have to come in with a slightly hot take here. So Uh-oh. Cover me on this one. <laughs> um, so obviously, you know, I said all I said about Deontay Burton. Uh-huh. Um, but my hot take is I think Hami plays some minutes this season. And I don't think they're all in garbage time. You know, coming into the season, coming into training camp, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's saying that, you know, I never would have thought Hamadou Diallo would get solid rotation minutes on this team. But just passing the eye test, he deserves rotation minutes. And then you go back to the game before Steven Adams and Paul George are raving about him. Paul mm-hmm. George said the exact same thing about Ferguson. So, you know, you can take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. But Steven Adams was like, you know, forget his athleticism. He listens to what we tell him and, and he applies it you know immediately mm-hmm. and he's like you know all the other stuff's a bonus so you know you got the steven adams seal of approval and the the big thing you know you you touched on why homie didn't get drafted in the first round was his jump shot yeah and, and his scoring ability and the big thing is that billy said after the game was like listen i don't want homie getting it in his head that just because you're shooting well you're gonna see the floor and I also don't want you to get in your head you're not going to see the floor if you're not shooting well. You know, that's not what we're looking for out of you. You know, and I think what they're looking out of him is, is energy mm-hmm. and, you know, him being engaged and, you know, what he can do for your offense on the offensive boards, like you said. So I think, 
I think Hami gets some run this year, man. You know, I I said in our last plot, I think Abrinas um, is going to have a really good year, breakout year, um, especially while Dre's gone. But don't sleep on Hami. I mean, out of all the wing players besides Abrinas, Hami's impressed me more than Ferguson TLC. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, my thing with TLC is now I, I kind of see why – Philadelphia was just like, okay, you know, we'll throw you into a trade because he's very inconsistent. Like, like, like yeah. you, like you said in, in some podcasts before, his misses look great, but they're always misses. You know, and that's that's that becomes the issue with a wing, especially a three and D wing. If the three part ain't working, then that that D better be you know top notch, like Andre Robertson. And if if it's not up to that level, then you're not really doing anything on the floor. Yeah, and what's wild about it, man, is TLC played good tonight. Like, you know, his shot wasn't fall, his mm-hmm. jumper wasn't falling. He was one of five from deep, but he straight up posterized Christian Wood. He did. Um, and he, you know, he had another couple dunks, and his activity was nice. You know, trying to get the rebound, moving around on offense, and uh, being active on defense. There was even a play where Dennis Schroeder fell down, mm-hmm. and. TLC took the ball all the way down the court, ran a pick and roll with Adams, and got a jumper for Jeremy Grant. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He, so so he played good, um, but from what I've seen from him, consistency wise, that's going to be the issue with him. Um, yeah. You know, he'll have he'll have that game where he has you know nine ten points on two of three from from three point land, and then he'll have that game where he has just one point on zero of five, and just one free throw type thing. Yep. And yeah. he had six fouls tonight, so. Yeah, I mean, so you kind of see why Philly was just like, okay, you know, we'll just throw him in so we can get uh, Mike Muscala. Um, but, yeah, so so it was a good game. Uh, we won. We're, we, you know, we finished the preseason 3-1. and one. Um, So kind of just looking at the, at the box score, I want to look at some things outside of the box score, some things that aren't on there. Um, so what are some things that you saw that weren't necessarily in the box score that kind of stood out to you? Um, you know, I kind of touched on this a second ago, but just Hamadou Diallo's energy, man. I mean, you know, you could look at his points and you could be like, oh, he shot the ball well, but he affected this game in so many other ways mm-hmm. just because he was engaged on both ends. He was moving around on both sides of the ball. Um you know, I mean, just his energy in general was really impressive to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, Nerlens, <laughs> Nerlens playing 34 minutes. I mean, I know that's in the box score, but that's not really something I necessarily want Billy Donovan to be doing all the time. I mean, that's our backup <laughs> big. That's the guy that, you know, Steven Adams goes down for any time, which, I mean, he's, he's Steven Adams is a brute. You know, Steven Adams is a big guy. He's going to twist an ankle here and there. He's going to you know, he's going to hit his head a couple times. He's had a couple concussions already in his five-year career. Um, so, he's, you know, things are going to happen with him. And so, you know, playing Nerland 34 minutes in a meaningless uh, preseason game just didn't make any sense to me. He played good. I mean, don't get me wrong, he played good. He was the defensive anchor for the, for the reserve team out there. Um, but, Chad, I was a little bit worried seeing him out there that many minutes. Like, I was wondering where Tyler Davis was. Yeah, I mean, and – you know, I mean, if you're looking at the box score, Tyler Davis isn't even on there. I mean, no, you have not. all the guys that were missing, and Tyler Davis is nowhere to be found. I mean, 
can we confirm Tyler Davis was even at the game? I don't know. I have no idea. Like, I mean, still, you have you have. Uh, I know Richard Solomon. He saw he sat out the first game because of knee issues, but he was a DMPCD today. Like, you could have just put him out there and just, mm-hmm. you know, kept the other, you know, kept Noel safe. Even though there was that play in, in overtime or, or in the fourth quarter where uh, Noel fell and then Hami went up and kind of fell on top of him. Um, that was mm-hmm. a scary moment. That was like, oh, crap, here we go, you know. Um, but yeah. thankfully both of those guys got up, you know, kind of shook it off a little bit and, you know, kept on playing. Um and we had that little we had that little scare with uh, Schroeder there at the uh, at the end of the first half where I guess yeah. what was it Paul George's knee kind of ran into the back of his head. Yeah, and that, and that can't feel good. <laughs> no, that can't. That, that was can't. right before halftime, and uh, that, yeah, he walked right on back to the locker. <laughs> but I, I think uh, I think Royce Young said that, or somebody said that he's he's just fine. You know, if, if this would have been a regular game, he probably would have been out there in the second half to begin it. Yeah. Um so yeah, so so we made it. I I think we made it out of preseason relatively healthy. You know, the guys that were already injured stayed injured. So we're talking about, you know, Westbrook, which Westbrook, if you saw the pregame workout, he looked like Westbrook. That's a good sign. That is a very good, good sign. October sixteenth. That's a very good sign. Like tomorrow's the date. You know that uh, he gets reevaluated, and I think he looks good. I think he, you know, maybe conditioning will be an issue, and maybe he'll work on that over the next week. Um, but he looked good out there as far as the uh, the pregame warm up, and you know, I'm I'm willing to bet a little bit of money that he's going to be out there October 16th playing. Oh yeah, and I mean, Eric Horn tweeted uh, yesterday mm. that Billy Donovan said that he's participating in controlled contact process or pr- practice and i'm so, pretty sure, i'm pretty sure that's what we saw this this pregame where you know you have a coach that's maybe you know he's back in the coach down i think mm-hmm. that's controlled contact right there that makes sense that makes sense yeah yeah i mean at the end of the day man it's the golden state warriors on ring night you're not gonna have russell westbrook see kevin durant get a ring and not expect him to go out there and try to kill everybody that's true that i mean that that that's true but the opposite is true where you know what? If he's just not, you know, ready to play that game, it's not going to mm-hmm. make make or break our season. You know, it's the first game of the yeah. season. You know, if you win it, you win it. Yay. If you lose it, hey, you got you got LA coming up on the 19th. You know, it's not that big of a deal. Um so what was your most impressive unit of the night? We're supposed to be a unit. Um, my my most impressive unit, I got to say Hamadou Diallo is definitely in there. Yes. I, I'm going to say Hamadou Diallo and uh, Paul George, man, because, I mean, even in the first quarter when Paul George was going off, you know, Hami was getting a couple buckets and on through the first half. So uh, those two in tandem, you know, the scoring punch that they provided for the Thunder tonight mm-hmm. uh, was exceptional. And, you know, we talked about Hami's defense, but <clears throat> Paul played a solid defensive game as well. Um, you know, obviously he wasn't super locked in like he would be in the regular season. Well, um, a, a certain Greek freak wasn't out there either, or Chris Middleton wasn't out yeah. there. You know. Yeah, I mean, you know, he didn't have anybody that he could quote-unquote shadow, but, uh-huh. you know, he made some plays defensively. So, uh, and, and I think that it, it's good to see how Hami plays alongside those stars. Yeah. Um, because, you know, 
he could be getting some run with him. That's true. That that's very true to see to see that that aspect of it is to see how he performs with you know those players with you know hopefully when Westbrook comes back how he, you know hopefully they put him out there a little bit with him um, how he performs with George Schroeder um, Adams and he, it seems like he performs well it seems like he knows his role you know it seems like you know if, if he has to be in the corner catching that three-pointer and shooting that three-pointer he's there to do that if he has to be crashing the boards he's there to do that like this kid you know impresses me because He's doing everything right up to this point. Um, so I'm excited for him. Uh, so my unit, that didn't sound right. My unit, my most <laughs> impressive unit of the night, <laughs> um, it's going to have Hami in it. Um, I'm going to tell you, man, I enjoyed Hami, Burton, uh, Noel, Gaddy, and KJ McDaniel out there just for the certain, just for the simple fact of, you know, seeing guys that are out there just trying their hardest to make a team somewhere, you know, to impress a coach here, to impress somebody within, you know, maybe not even necessarily the Thunder organization, maybe somebody else's organization. But to see that hunger out there, to see Burton just out there balling out, to see Hami balling out throughout the entire game. Um, Gotti, you know, Gotti did a real good job. It was fun to see that. It was. It's, it's always fun to see the innocence of basketball. Like, we're a little bit spoiled as Thunder fans because we get to see Russell Westbrook. We get to see Paul George. You know, years before, we got to see Kevin Durant, Serge Ibaka, all those guys, and they're finished products for the most part. You know, but to go to go back 10 years, you know, 10 years from today and remember when Russell Westbrook was developing, remember when Kevin Durant was developing, that was a fun time. It was a fun time to see those guys grow, and you don't get to see that a lot, you know, with an established team. So it was fun to see that out there. Absolutely, man. And, you know, that unit that you just talked about, you know, the unit that closed out overtime, mm-hmm. um, at the end of the fourth quarter, it was that unit minus Hami. That's when Bryce Alfred got in for those yeah. five minutes. Um, but once we came into overtime, Hami came in for Alfred. So, yeah, man, I mean, that, that was a super fun unit, especially uh, that play in the fourth quarter where Hami lobbed it to Burton. Oh, yes. Doing, <laughs> doing some fan service, as Brett Dawson says. Uh, yeah, that, that was fun. It was, it was fun to see that. It's fun to see the, the breakaway dunk that uh, that Burton had to close out the uh, the overtime. Um, it was fun. That, that was fun. It, this preseason has been – it's been fun. It's been relaxing. Like, you know, like we don't have to worry about whether Paul George is coming back next year. You know, we have Dennis Schroeder in hand for – two more seasons after this one Russell Westbrook Stephen Adams are all locked in um it was fun to have a preseason where you know what we want to see how you guys play and that's it we're not worried about next year we're not worried about you know what's going to happen in in next offseason you know it was just fun to have that it's fun to have that the entire offseason I mean the entire uh, preseason um so I I like to bring out a, a a segment a new segment um Sometimes when we watch these games, we uh, we get a little bit over the top, a little bit exaggerated, and after we watch the game, and so sometimes we tweet out stupid things that when we wake up in the morning, doesn't look too good when we woke wake up in the morning, like 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 we drunk tweeted or something like that, like we were high off of the game. So I want to introduce a segment called "Terrible Twitter Takes of Tomorrow." So my terrible Twitter take after seeing this game is that. Deontay Burton's going to get an NBA contract before the season starts. <laughs> That's mine. What's I've yours? I've definitely seen that going around. <laughs> oh, a lot. 
I've seen my fair share. Uh, mine is one I actually tweeted, but uh-huh. I tweeted it tongue in cheek style. Um, it's the is uh, Diallo Burton pick and roll is greater than Russell Westbrook. Oh my pick and roll. goodness! No, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, not more effective, but it was very entertaining. That that's one where you wake up and you're like, "Hold up, I tweeted that last night." <laughs> <laughs> See. I, I I was gonna say what you said, but as you was explaining, I was like, "Oh shoot, I did tweet that." Oh my god! I did get some backlash. <laughs> All right, well, hey, three and one for the preseason. Uh, you know, another solid victory tonight. Um, and the next game we play is a regular season game. You know, we start off. You know, we start the year off along with who is it? Boston and and Philly. Do they play the first? That's the sixteenth, yep. also. All right, so yeah, they played the early game. We got the late. Game. We got the late game. So hey, the next time the Thunder suit up, it'll be a regular season game. It will count, um, and a lot of these young guys will not be playing. Um, so until and then, hopefully the Brody will be. Yeah, hopefully the Brody will be. Uh, so until then, um, keep listening. We'll have one more. We have one more weekly podcast coming up, um, and we got some some treats coming up also. Uh, you you seem to have something coming up. What do you have coming up? Yes, sir, man. We got a Brady Trantham of the franchise coming on Thursday. Uh, myself and Stephen Dolan will be interviewing him. Uh, you know, Brady's been uh, – he's covered the team for years now with, at Thunder Digest and now the franchise. So he's had exclusive access with the team. Um, he's been at all the practices. He's been at training camp. So – kind of pull back the curtain on what's going on behind the scenes with the players and uh you know he's been super gracious and super um helpful throughout the whole process mm-hmm. of trying to figure out this interview so i'm very excited for this interview yeah brady he, he's good people man he just had a birthday so uh so belated happy birthday to him um and then i i also have something coming down the pipeline but i'm not going to go ahead and say it just yet uh until it happens but when it does happen I will definitely let you guys know about it. Uh, just know it has something to do, not necessarily directly, but something to do with a certain Mr. Westbrook. Um, so that's coming up. Uh, but until then, please continue to follow us on Twitter, at OKC Topic Thunder. Uh, please continue to listen to, to us on our weekly. And until the next time we speak, keep on thundering up. You guys take care. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.